G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are doing our team reveals, revealing uh, our fantasy teams uh, to let you guys know where we're at January 29th. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Uh, uh, my name is Mitch Casey. I forget my name <laughs> there. Uh, my name is Mitch Casey, yourself, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Uh, joined by Luke once again. Uh, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm in a filthy mood. You, you already know why I'm in a filthy mood, but I've, I'm having internet connection issues at home, and I've just been on the phone to the bloody provider, and they're telling me it's working. I'm telling them it's not. It's just it's what shit. else? What it's else would shit. you rather do on a Sunday morning? Hey, Just yeah, <laughs> that, that's what you want to be fixing, isn't it? So, uh, team reveals. Maybe that'll fix my mood. Absolutely. So, so, uh, so we're we're going to go through both of our teams. Now, I have a sneaking suspicion. We've been doing this podcast for, <laughs> for what's that? Four weeks now. Four weeks. Or oh, oh, this will be weeks. the start of the fourth. Yeah. I guess. So, yep. yeah, um, we've been talking a lot of fantasy throughout the prison so far. Uh, so, I think that. Maybe there might be a few similarities between our team. What do you think? I reckon there could be. Uh, a few I think crossovers. You might, yeah, you might be accurate. In but we'll see. That. We haven't obviously we haven't looked at each other's team no, so far, yeah. so we'll we'll, we'll sort of see how we go. But um, uh, before we get started into actual players, do we want to? I mean, well, first of all, is this is this podcast going to be G rated podcast? What's the name of your team? Are we going to? Oh, yes. You've set me up here. I didn't know this was coming. <laughs> well, look, at, at the start of last year when I started, I, I didn't realize I might be doing a, an AFL fantasy <laughs> podcast and, and the name of my team probably indicates that too. So It's my, just a normal name. Though, yeah, well, it, it is. My, my team name is Mike Oxlong. Oh, okay, um, okay. Don't say that too quickly. Yeah, yeah. Mike, space, Oxlong. Oxlong yeah, yeah, there so you go. I'm, I'm Coach Mike. Coach, coach of the, the Oxlongs. Coach of the Oxlongs. <laughs> um, that, that name may be getting changed if we want to keep this, <laughs> this podcast G-rated, but nah, yeah. No, nah, no, that's all good. It's all good. It's all fun. good fun. Uh, and I'm... Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you pulled that on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Coach of Mitchmond. Uh, I think I've changed the iterations of my team name a few times. Now, that from a fantasy basketball point of view, I think, I think the old adage is that you're... You pick a player in your team and you, you try and create a pun on their team name. So I've got one of my fancy basketball teams is the Itty Bitty Giddy Committee. Uh, you know, a few other sort of the Hotline Zing, you know, all those kind of <laughs> names. But based on the, the best player in your team. But I guess the AFL fantasy tradition is to have the same name and, you know, create a bit of a dynasty uh, Yeah, here. well, so, you're well on your way to it. What was it, one... What are we 124, at? 124 last, last year. year. So, so Mitchmond, you were we're, way, we're, we're revealing the team here now. The Mighty Oxlongs didn't quite go as well. The Oxlongs, they're still in their infancy. They're, yeah, they they're still uh, still got plenty of chance to they rise are. up, you could say. But plenty of growth, <laughs> I reckon, for the Oxlongs. <laughs> okay, let's move on before we get cancelled. Uh, so let's move on. I'm going to be showing, if you're watching along on, on uh, YouTube, we've got, you know, obviously, uh, I'll, I'll take you through the, the Mitchman, but of course, we'll have both our teams there, and if you're listening along, we'll, we'll take us through. So, going through our team, starting in the defensive line, uh, starting at D1, I'll, I'll take it through first, and then, of course, any sort of players you've got different, you, yeah, can, you let us know, but uh, basically, pretty um, stock standard. Now, I, I will start by, from the, um, the start here, 
The defensive line I found the hardest for me. Okay. So the I've chopped and changed a few different times, and we put out the disclaimer at the start of the show. This is January 29th, yep. so plenty early. of room for this to change. But at the moment, at D1, I've got Angus Brayshaw, uh, 878k. All the reports so far is that he is training in the mids. Yep. Um, my reasoning there is I think in the in the back half of the season when he did go into the centre bounces, he did average that 105 or 106, I think it was. It was only a few games, small game sample size, but I still think that players playing in the midfield are going to be your bigger scorers rather than those guys that play off halfback. The exception was last year with Jaden Short and a little bit of Jack Crisp as well, who maybe suffered a bit more in the midfield. But yeah. I think that for the most part, your midfielders are going to be your most consistent scorers. So for me, Angus Brayshaw is my D1. Don't want to pay up for some of those top dogs. I think they're a bit expensive um, and... I think with this defensive line, I'm not too confident. I want to save as much money as I possibly can. Yep. Um, so that's my D1. Is is uh, Who's your D1? Let's go yeah, through so it that he's, way. he's also my D1. Yep. Um, no no sort of surprises there, I think, on the on the defensive pod when we spoke about him. We were both pretty high on him. And it's, yeah, like, like you've spoken about, and I've kind of subscribed to your theory, I'm not 100% sold on playing like paying top dollar yep. um, for any of those big premiums. I know a lot of people are getting around with Doc at D1. Yep. Um, and I mean, for good reason. He, he's a he's jet. And, um, and he is playing in the midfield now, which yeah. uh, according to reports. So that does... It just costs cash, peak, doesn't peak it? So, a little bit, so that's the thing. At, at this stage, we're looking for value players. Um, yep. And so, yeah, Brayshaw, D1 for me. What about D2? Who D2, this is a position that I've changed a lot throughout the preseason. <laughs> okay. At the moment, I'm going with the popular man, Nick Dacos there, um, owned... In, I think it's like 41% of, uh, yeah, 42% uh, of fantasy teams at the moment. So, I, I don't know, when we started talking about AFL Fantasy, you know, we did our defenders before the game opened, um, I didn't think he'd be this popular. Like, he is one of the most popular fa- hmm. fantasy players in, in AFL Fantasy. So, um, again, I try not to let that persuade me, but it does sort of make me go, okay, when I'm not confident with him to begin with, um, look, I think he's going to be good. I just don't know if it's going to be good enough as to what we're all expecting, but Nick Dacos is sitting right there at the moment at D2, 769,000. I'd imagine he's in your team. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I've got Dacos as well. I've got him at D3, only by by a whisker in terms of price. The fella I've got sitting at D2 currently is um, Hayden Young. Okay, so So you're both the boys. Technically, um, on price, Hayden Young's D2, Dacos D3. Yep. Um, But um, after we spoke about uh, Hayden Young on the pod recently. Um, yeah, I was bullish on, on the fact that I think that Freo will be very keen to get the ball in his hands. So, yeah. I mean, this <laughs> there's no doubt this team will change a hundred times yeah. between now and when the season starts. But at the moment, for me, it's uh, Brayshaw, Young, and then Dacos. Okay, uh, one, good. Two, well, three. Second player, we've got a difference. I'm liking yeah. this. So, yeah. no, I, Hayden Young has definitely trained with the boys over at Mitchman. <laughs> he's in the squad, uh, so he's definitely someone on my radar. I've been sort yeah. of Flipping over, you know, can you do can you do Hayden Young and Dacos? Do I do I sort of want to pick one between the two? Uh, maybe it's neither. Um, they're both kind of in that awkward price bracket where they're not quite top six in terms of their their average from last season. Yeah. They need to sort of be a successful pick, get into that sort of top yep. six or very much close to it. Um, can they do that? Both very young players. I like both of them a lot. At the moment, I've gone with the Dacos option just because I, you know, I think in our, uh, our best 22 for the defenders, I had him as my sixth-ranked defender. Yep. He's very much in a clump with a lot of other guys there, but I, I do like your selection of Hayden Young. Um, so you've got Hayden Young, D2, Dacos, Dacos D3. Just on price, 
Yes. I okay, mean, like cool. Said, much so, all right, so your defense might be running maybe a little deeper than mine because uh, at D3, I've then got Christian Salem if I bring him up here on the screen. So, Christian Salem is at my D3. I think we were both, from memory, pretty keen on him as a mid-price option. Uh, 653000 I think he's an easy 90s guy. Um, probably not high enough for that... that top six defenders, but I think he'll be very much in the ballpark, so I'm happy to run with him for a little while with a bit of value. And um, with with my thoughts of Brayshaw going into the middle, I think that definitely helps Christian Salem's ability to score uh, like he has done in seasons past. Yeah, it definitely supports his role of halfback there, and, and for that reason, he's D4 for me. So, okay. um, so I guess, yeah, it looks as though at this stage I'm batting maybe one deeper one than deeper you in defence. So yep. we'll kind of see yep. how that plays out throughout the team, see where you kind of yep. get one up on me in another line. But yeah, he's He's D4 for me. Yep. Um, and then from that point, we start to get into um, rookies. So this is where, yeah, this is where I've, I, I talked to you a bit off air before that I think there's a player that we, there was a couple of players I think we missed when we mm. talked about our Actually, mid-price yeah, I'm, uh, I'm defenders. Um, say, I'm, yeah. By no means am I super confident with this pick. He's just kind of like a placeholder at the moment in terms of like the price range that I was kind of looking for. Okay. I think that, Value in the in the defensive line is tough to come by this year, yeah. and I think this player does present a little bit of value, and that's um, Connor McKenna okay. for the Brisbane Lions. Now he was um, he he's got a discount from his season last year; didn't play a single game, so yep. he comes in priced uh, well below what he's done before. I okay. think off the top of my head, he's sort of priced in the forties or something like that. Yep. Has averaged mid to high sixties in the past, so I okay. think that there's maybe a twenty point upside. It's yep. it's by no means a you know one of those season winning picks, but it's kind of just that guy that whilst I'm not too sure of the rookies at this stage, yeah. I would love to get him up to someone like a Hayden Young or someone like an Elliot Yo or something like that, guys that have spent a bit of time in my team, but to get the money in terms of making changes to the rest of my side, I haven't quite been able to figure it out just yet, but for now, he's sitting in there um, you know, moving over to the Brisbane Lions, let's hope he's locked in as their best 22 kind of a player. Yeah. Um, but right now, yes, 373,000, he's at my D4. Yeah, okay, so he's a, he's a cheaper option there. So rather than yep. going with the four kind of premium level yep. defenders, you go three and a, a value option. I don't mind the look at that. That's another option I looked at with my team as well, was rather than going those four guys that could be considered on the cusp of premium there, maybe maybe looking at saving a little bit of money on one of them and going to like a yo, dropping down just a little bit. Yep. Um, I don't know whether I'd drop down as far as McKenna. And it, it, like you said, it's dictated by the rookie options we get. It so is this, very this much is probably so. a good opportunity at this time in the, in the pod to talk about that. So... Um, Obviously, the rookies that, that we've got in our teams at the moment, it, it's so up in yeah, the we, air. We so, haven't talked about rookies yet on the no, podcast. We really, really, so. we really haven't. So the, the guys, I know the guys that I've filled my team with are kind of just guys that I've heard names floating around yeah. a little bit. But, um, I mean, anyone who's played fantasy before knows that um, it can be right up until the team selection on the, yeah. on the first week where we're actually locking in our rookies. The other thing, too, to note is um, depending on how many uh, – uh, bargain basement 200k rookies we get that's going to change our premium selections as well because yeah, if we is. get if we get a heap of those really cheap rookie options coming into round one that we think are going to get consistent games then suddenly you can kind of shift on premiums as well so yeah. throughout this whole podcast um you know, just keep in mind it's 29th of January and uh, we're just throwing something out there to, yeah. um, to see what sticks. So, so I'll, I'll finish up my defensive line Let's with a couple it. of couple of rookies. It. So at the moment, I've got Ginby in at uh, D5. He looks like he, by all reports, is going really well and early suggestions to me think that he's going to be a really good cash cow for us and I think that he's splitting time with Elliot Yo. Yeah. you know, in the midfield, in the back line. It sounds like he's a good chance for round one. So. He looks like a stunning redhead in his photo too. <laughs> he looked, built like a Big Mac truck. Yeah, there you go. So... Uh, 
uh, and I've actually uh, little birdie out in the west uh, messaged me the other day. Oh yeah, you've that, got some you've got some sources, some, yeah, uh, some yeah, scoops over particularly in the, with the the Weagles. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, little birdie said that that Gimby's looking good. Um, good chance round one. Yeah, yeah. When you when you're built like that. Um, then yeah, you are a good chance. I think he's a Western. I think he's a uh, Western Australian boy. So I think um, you know they've got a lot of high hopes for the, the kid. And uh, by all reports, I think that he might be a very good target for us as a cash cow in the early stages. Yep. And then at D six, I've got Darcy Wilmont yep. again, two hundred k. It's always dicey with these kind of a players. Uh, he played, I think, his first game in the in one of the finals. Finals. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's that bodes well. But again, I've I've kind of hedged my bets here with Connor McKenna and Darcy Wilmont in my back line. Mm. Maybe with the Brisbane Lions it comes down to one of the two and they're starting a uh, squad in round one. So uh, by no means am I confident with these guys but again, kind of a placeholder. And then of course on defence, you can't not have him. Will Gould, he's just uh, <laughs> he's, he's a, the All-Australian when it comes to placeholders in your preseason <laughs> fantasy squad. And then, and then I've also got Campbell Chesser who... Um, you know, we we had high hopes for him last year as a as a cheap basement. Oh, I think he wasn't quite basement price last year, but injured himself in the preseason. Maybe a bit up in the air whether he de- debuts in round one, but at the moment, two hundred k if he is in the squad, he probably will, will make my fantasy team. So, uh, any other different cash cows that you've got there that you want no, to just throw pr- out there? Mine are pretty similar. The only one I've got there sitting is is Corey Wagner instead of yep. um, Gould, but like I said, it's much of a muchness at this time yeah. of the year. So. We won't spend too much time no. there, I reckon. So, no. let's move into the midfield. Oh, actually, sorry, before we do that, oh. of, of those six players, like yep. who would you describe as the biggest lock in your side from the defensive line? Like, Is there someone that you're going, like, I can't really see myself not starting with this player? Yeah, see, I'm going to contradict myself because if you take us back way back to the first podcast we did I, I mentioned my first player picked in my team was Nick Dacos yeah. but then as, as the preseason evolves yep. and I go through it now I'm starting to look at Brayshaw and even Salem as players that I'm more confident with yep. so uh, for me probably Brayshaw at this stage at D1 yep. um, you know provided that he's Staying in that role at training and whatnot, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's probably my guy. Yeah, I think I think Salem for me yeah. is also pretty locked in. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I kind of agree with you. The, the players that I'm least confident in are Dacos and McKenna, and yeah. of course, like depending on the rookies, what we get. Um, so those are two players that have been in and out of my side. But Brayshaw and Salem to me have been sort of in there the whole time. I haven't really moved there. But again, assuming that Brayshaw's role is in the midfield, which I I do expect it to be. So let's move on to the mids. Um, I'll, again, I'll start us off with my D, my sorry M1, and this guy here is uh, he's got the buzz cut, so he's 100 percent serious this oh season. My days. I've got Jack was... Steele there okay. at okay. Uh, at M1. So I was expecting something different from you, but well, yeah, justify. I've, I've spent up a little bit here, so yeah. um, we'll, we'll go ahead and just whack a C right on his right on his head. He's going to be my sort of my big dog. Um, <laughs> yep. I'll say it right now. He's the most expensive player in my team. Yep. Um, just. Uh, we'll talk about a guy on the forward line later, which is probably no no great secret. But yeah. he is a guy that I think has the chance. Like I think you predicted that he might be the number one scoring midfielder this season. I think there's a very good chance Once that I happens. Once I saw that shaved head, mate. Uh, yeah, no the shaved head. <laughs> yeah, you're not worried about the girls. Not worried about looking good on Instagram. So I think he. I think he's just a guy that I really like the way he goes about it. Yep. He tackles hard. Um, uh, the more I've sort of reflected on the game style worries, I, I think you've sort of said all along that you're not worried about Jack Steele's role with the new coach and new game style. No, I think he'll be fine. To and- elaborate on that as well, Ross in his history has kind of um, 
shown that he allows those gun midfielders to do their thing. It, yep. it doesn't seem as though he kind of caps them in any way with his game plan. Yep. Um, and obviously the premium midfielder at, at St Kilda is Jack Steele. So. Yeah, so, I, so I've got I've got Jack Steele there. Again, re- returning back to my philosophies, I want a few captain options. Yep. I want value in every position. I yep. still think there is value with Jack Steele. I think he's priced at 109 or 110. Um, I could easily see him going, you know, between that 115 and 120 mark, um, just based on his history in the last couple of seasons. And I think that uh, whilst it may not be 15, 20 points of upside, you know, five or 10 points at the pointy end and still having a really reliable uh, captain option, I think is important. Mm. So I've got him there at my M1. Who is, uh, who's your M1? Yeah, so I think uh, I've sort of yet to see the rest of your midfield, but I think I might see where, where I've spent a bit more money in the back line. You may have, uh, you may bat deeper in the midfield. So I've started with, uh, the flowing mullet Bazlenka hey, okay. solidarity with the yes, mullets yes. so um, I'm sort of guessing that your midfield will now roll down into that but yeah, yeah. I've started with Baz he's a little bit uh, I guess I would say value option but um, if if he's able to reach the heights that both you and I think he can this year then he would present as a little bit of a value option um, yep. he's priced at 105 I think yeah so the only head. thing the only thing that I kind of see here is as being maybe somewhere where I've left myself short is um, I don't know how confident I would be to just whack the C on him like That's you would the thing be I was with Steele. Yeah, 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 However, yeah. Um, there is a fella in the forward line that I'd be a little bit more confident okay. to whack the yeah. C on. Because so. I think if, if you are having someone like, and, and I've toyed with this as well, so Jack Steele again, he's in my side right now, but he is a guy that come, comes in and out depending on if I, like if I want to find... training sessions, you're telling me? Oh, is he's, he? With Mitchman. Oh, with the Mitchman. No, he's, he's training with the boys, but sometimes he just sits and runs a few laps, you know. He's, he's in and That's out. That's what the big dogs do, mate. But, uh, like, you know, if I'm trying to find some cash, like if I want to yeah. get a Conor McKenna up to someone a bit better, maybe sometimes Jack Steele does become a bit more of a value midfield options. Yeah. Um, I'll walk through some of the guys that did make my squad that sometimes Steele does become, and that moves my M2 into an M1, which, again, to agree with you, is Bailey Smith. Yeah. Um, so, again, I have him there. But it is sort of just that, you got to ask yourself that question. If Bailey Smith or some people might have uh, Jack McRae or, or one of those kind of lower price range kind of guys, if they're going to be your M1, you have to ask yourself, am I confident in round one mm. that if it comes to it do I, and I whack a C on him, am I, am I happy with that? And the answer could be yes. It very well could be yes. But in, in my opinion, if you're going to go that way, you need to be confident in your convictions in, in your predictions of these players that this guy is going to be your captain option because... You know, your midfield is where you score a lot of points. It is. Um, and obviously, a lot of our captain choices come from there. Say there's a bad matchup for... Yeah. Uh, we might as well just go and say his name, because he's obviously in our team. Dunkley is obviously the other captain yeah. option we're talking yep. about. So, say he has a bad matchup, he comes up against a, a tough team that week. You want to have another option, I think. Or if you have him early and he's a VC, he flops. You want a fallback option. So, I think that you still want your M1, M2 to be considered for captaincies. So. Yeah, and when we're talking uh, captain options as well, it's worthwhile to note, I, I myself haven't done uh, enough digging into this, but it'd actually be worthwhile going and having a look at the first sort of one to five rounds and working out what VC loop options we might get as well when players I have had a look so far, yeah. On that, so, um, you know, we'll say Jack Steele plays the last game of the round in round one, hey, so, so it's a good fallback option. That's kind of, um, you know... Yeah. Like lending you to yeah. select him at, at 10-1. So who so, you got? Um, so that that means there for me, uh, Bailey Smith would be my VC. So Bailey yeah, Smith, okay. my M2. Yep. Okay, so you're M1. Yep. Who's, your, sorry, who's your M2 then? So Josh Kelly. Okay. I've got, I've got in. Not in um, my side. Yeah, which I, I am a little bit surprised by, to be honest, because I know that he is a guy that you've sort of been looking at and have been high on. He, um, until five minutes before the pod, because I was... <laughs> 
rapidly adjusting. He wasn't in my side either. So I actually okay. had someone Late else. Addition. He's got the call up. Yeah, so I actually had someone else in there and um, I've just been kind of toying with a couple of different options yeah. in in that spot. Um, so, yeah. Again, Kelly, Kelly's there now, but let to... Kelly's let to trained with the squad. He's trained with the boys. Like <laughs> yeah. I said, sometimes Jack Steele becomes a Josh Kelly. Sometimes Jack Steele becomes a Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah. Um, those kind of price range. I think we had a question on Twitter the other day between sort of Darcy... Oh, sorry, um... Yeah, Bont, yeah. Uh, Jelly, and Darcy Parrish. Like yep. those kind of price range guys. Jack Steele sometimes becomes becomes a McRae. A few different players that, mm. that could happen. That's very much a structure-dependent kind of a thing. But at the moment, I feel the most comfortable with Steele there and Belly Smith at number two. Um, but Josh Kelly, like on your team, has definitely spent time in my side. At M3, I have Tom Mitchell, my namesake, in there. Um, I think early in the preseason... I was tempted to go against him, tempted to sort of be a bit different, unique, and but I think that it's 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 a pretty easy pick. The more I think about it, it's I think safe he, to go he's with going to be too. in a lot of good sides, and yep. I think that, like I said, there's nothing wrong with being a vanilla side. Um, so for me, he he slots in at M three. Uh, I think that he could easily go between 105, 110. Maybe even bigger than that, um, at eight hundred fifty-three thousand. I think that's a bargain. So he's he's very much in the mix for that top eight mid kind of selection. Yep. So in my eyes, I think that I've started with three top 10 midfielders yep. um, and I think that all of them have upside yep. so uh, I'm uh, fairly happy with those selections Tom Mitchell I think again to skip ahead he's probably one of the guys that I think won't leave my side between now and the start of the season unless something changes injuries or role or yeah I agree with you out. I agree with you Mitch he's my M3 as well and we talked about okay. this on a previous podcast as well but it, it really is safe to go with him you know with all the hype surrounding him that he's going to be he's going to be in almost all of the top teams to start the year yep. so if he does flop at least you're flopping with everyone else yeah. um, whereas I think the risk is in not picking him because then if he goes well you might be playing catch up so uh, he's my M3 uh, and I don't think there's much more to discuss yeah. with him uh, only just to say that he's 33% owned in yep. uh, AFL Fantasy I will say Bailey Smith at the moment of all the players that we've picked so far between both of our teams is the most unique at 6% Okay, so for whatever that's worth I mean um, there, there have been little whispers I see a lot of his the, talk training, on Twitter yeah. so yeah, there's there's a bit of talk there, and there's a bit of stuff with his training, uh, whether it's just a reduced load this preseason or what it is. I have been tweeting out uh, about that, and it does look like it is, like we discussed, kind of them just monitoring him, getting him ready for the, the right time. I don't yeah. think he's carrying anything uh, injury-wise at this stage. Yeah, so a lot, lot, um, lot of water to go under the bridge just yet, but yeah, at the moment, he's my M1. So M4, M4 I've got who have you got? Dom Shee. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bet regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay. He's my M4. All right. He's in my team, but he's a bit later. He's, okay, a, he's, he's a my later. M5. So, yeah. yeah. So, I think that probably suggests what I was saying before yeah, is that your that's... midfield just bats one deeper than mine. So, so I've got Sheed in at M4. Um, and I guess this is a good opportunity now to talk about this. So, so Sheed's my M4, and then I filled the rest of the spots with rookies. Now, my thinking around, my thinking around this is that typically a lot of the best scoring rookies that we get in fantasy year to year are midfielders. Yep. So this this is subject to change based on which rookies we do get this year, but if there's if there's four or five decent midfield rookies that I can get my hands on that I know are going to stick in a side and going to increase in value, I do think that a strategy of mine might be to leave some spaces available for those mids for those rookies in the midfield and then potentially spend my cash elsewhere. Now, like I said, this is dependent on how the preseason plays out and yeah. which rookies get named. But what that's allowed me to do by spending um, less money on my midfielders and having those rookies that I think might get selected is I can then spend a little bit of money elsewhere. We know that the forward line is a bit of a topic of yeah, about yeah, where we want to we got to get a lot of value in the yeah, forward line and yep. where you can potentially spend some good money in the forward line as well. So that's that's kind of where my thinking is at the moment, but um, everything shifts and changes depending on those rookies. Yeah, it does. It does. And it's obviously, it's the great unknown, and we've said yep. this time and time again, rookies dictate your structure. So uh, I think that four rookies in the midfield is something that a lot of people have done before, um, and it has had some success. Again, it depends on the cattle you get. Like, if the rookies in the midfield are, are generally the guns, you know, uh, last year we had a few guys, but a few guys that we thought were going to be better, uh, maybe didn't quite live up to our expectations. Yeah. Horn Francis, Ward, early in the season, yeah. uh, were a little bit disappointing in terms of how quickly they started the year. Dacos obviously went, went gangbusters, yeah. and I think we've got maybe a couple of those guys this year, but again, um, n- not... I couldn't think of like four or five off the top of my head that sort of need to be in your sides. But yep. again, it's it's a structure-dependent thing. At M4, um, to, so you had Sheed at M4. Yep. I've got Who'd Sheed at M5. Okay, yep. um, but I've got a guy that I'm pretty high on so far, and that's Luke Davies mm. Uniac, mm. Uh, LDU at my M4 position. Um, so he is 824000 uh, Price at 93, I think, off the top of my head. Um, I think he has the potential to go 105+. plus. He did show that at the back half of last season season. Um, he actually also on top of the increase in CBAs in the second half, increase in scoring in the second half also had an injury affected game I think it was round 2 where he scored 13 so even if you just take that 13 out and just go his whole season, he uh, should average, he averaged 98 yep. as opposed to 93, so I think there's a minimum sort of 7 to 10 points upside, yep. he should crack the ton this year, I think that you can go with it a few different ways. You know, you look at the kangaroos and go, ugh, like I don't want those kangaroo boys <laughs> in my side. But in my thinking is they can't get much worse. You know, they've got a different coach this year. That's a nice way of thinking about um, it. You know, it, when we're thinking starting squad, we're thinking upside. Yeah. Um, so you where know, do you see him? There's a lot of upside, him? I think, in Lucas Davies Jr. So where do you see him being? Do you see him being top 10 midfields, top 15 midfield? Like what, what range? I think, I think he's... I, I've got him pegged at a 106 average, which doesn't make him a top 10 midfielder. So yep. I think he's maybe... But at the end of the day, like the top 10 midfielders, like maybe your 10th player is averaging 108, you know, so and maybe your 20th guy is averaging 105. You know, there's, yep. there's a lot of players yeah, mushed yeah. into that kind of range. So, um, so I think he'll be then. close enough. Let me ask you this. If he's at 106, do you think he stays in your side all year? 
I think that if he does, I won't be super upset. Um, okay. I think that if ideally you'd get to those luxury trades and, and you know, maybe yeah. I don't have a Rory Laird or something like that and he's my ticket to get to Rory Laird or whatever the case may be, but it's a very luxury type trade. Yeah. The perfect scenario would be that he does stay into my team until all the rookies are off the ground, all the mid-prices are off the ground, yeah, and then I'm doing those luxury trades where I'm trying to get the best in each line. Okay. And then LDU might be that ticket to do that. But, um, you know, obviously 24 rounds, I think we've got this season. There's yeah. lots of things that can happen in the meantime. That's so true. I guess that's what I was trying to ask yeah. is, is, does he fit into that no man's land category? Like if, if you don't intend for him to be there at the end, but he's not necessarily a guy that's going to make you huge money. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it, it, I guess it's just devil, how, devil's how devil's close advocate, you get. So if, if you're yeah. 105, 106, yes, you're not quite in that top eight mix, but you're at worst four or five points away from that. Yeah, and, okay. and I think that's enough for me to sort of be satisfied and, and save a bit of cash instead of paying up for someone that I know might be in there. Yep. And I think compared to maybe some of the guys that are a bit cheaper, so your Chad Warners, your Tom Greens, um, uh, Adam Cheris, and a few players in that kind of a range, I think that I'm more confident because I've seen it for half a season. Um, yeah. You know, he's got that injury effect to score already in his in his uh, uh, price tag. So yeah. I'm the most confident with him getting to those heights than a lot of those other guys that also maybe haven't done it yet. So yeah. for me, again, he's a player that sometimes is in and out of yeah. my side, but right now that's how I structure it up. Let's right. uh, let's fly yeah. through some let's of these rookies. Yep. Um, Will Ashcroft, yeah. I think he's a pretty obvious one. Yep. He's there at M. Uh, what are we at six for me? Yeah. Um, do you have him in your side? I do. I'd imagine I he's going to be an extremely along, popular along pick. Along with everyone else. Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've got Cam McKenzie in there as well. Me too. Um, plays for the Hawks, if I'm... Yep. Yep. So yep. we know that they're obviously going quite young. And then the last guy here, I also have Will Phillips from the Kangaroos. Apparently playing some time in the midfield. He was the number three pick, I want to say, a couple of years ago. Has had a rough start to his season. I think he had... Is it glandular fever or something oh, like that last that, year? Yep. Caused him to miss, I think, every game. So he comes in very cheap. Um, top three pick on a, on a side that obviously wants to play their young players. I think he's going to be a pretty popular selection if he starts round one. So uh, any differences between those rookies uh, on the field? No, you've got, also got another one as well. Yeah, so I've got um, uh, Phillips, I've got McKenzie, and I've got Ashcroft. Um, I've got uh, Philippou. Oh, Matthias Philippou. I hope I'm pronouncing that okay, correctly. He's a forward mid, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So... Um, I guess there's a little bit of flexibility there that that yep. provides. Um, and then uh, I've just got a couple of really placeholders on the bench. I've got uh, Wardlaw, who is an expensive placeholder. But what I want to do with my rookies, I want to, at this particular stage, select the expensive like rookies yeah. so that I know yep. that if I get lucky and there's 200k ones, I can I can increase... Um, You've got more cash to play with. That's yeah. it, that's it. So I've got Wardlaw and I've just got um, a defender mid placeholder. Placeholder Uland. Is that how I pronounce Bodie's name? Um, good no. guess. Yeah, good guess. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Bodie. Uh, yeah, sorry, Bodie. Um, yeah, I've got I've got Matthew Johnson. Uh, some good reports I'm hearing come out of Frio. He might be maybe in and around the mix. And then I've also got Henry uh, Henry Hustwaite uh, from the Hawthorne Hawks as well. Again, Hawks. 228k again. I'm trying to do the similar kind of thing. I don't want all of my bench players to be 200kers at this yep. stage because I think when you need to <laughs> it, make that little bit of money to get the guys, if there's not enough, it uh, lulls you into a false sense of security. Too. It does. Yeah. Oh god, my team's so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got all 200k. Yeah. Rookies. So I think I, I try to make sure that I'm still maybe leaving myself a little bit. And and if there is a bunch of 200k players in there, oh. I can make a quick 28k and drop him down. Yep. I do subscribe to the theory of you want as much cash on the ground as possible, yep. but not always uh, doable in this case. Yeah. Over to the rucks. Let's do it. All right. R1 for me, Rowan Marshall. Um, now, 
There's been some glowing reports in the last 24 <laughs> hours. Apparently, I, I he, is, some... he is ready to take on that number one ruck mantle. Yeah, he's mate. lifting as much as he ever has. He's <laughs> running as best he's ever done. So there was I'm some very people, excited. There were some people getting hot and sweaty on oh, Twitter. Oh, that, well, that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I was getting very hot and sweaty. Yes, yeah, so I think um, yeah, there, there were a few people out there that were uh, loving those reports, myself included. So yeah. he's my R1 as well. Yep. Um, and uh, I think we said this on the previous podcast, but if, if those reports keep coming out and, oh. uh, and it's it's that he's playing number one ruck, I expect his ownership Lock percentage to in. just fly yeah. up. Lock so. him in. Like I said, if he's the number one ruck, I've got him peaked at 110. I think yeah. he can easily be the number Massive. one ruck this season. Massive. And by a decent margin, I could say. Um, and at R2, I have Darcy Cameron hey, same, uh, same. there as well. So you have him in your R2 we do, spot. We do. So but I'm most just... interested to see who you've got on the bench for your rucks, <laughs> on actually. My bench. I'm hoping you've picked the same bloke that I have. Uh, I, I could go in, and I, and I have, I've actually. I've picked him for Team Morale. <laughs> Team Morale, he's a member of our actual footy team he's got the flexibility of ruck forward 200k oh, Samson Ryan the, the goat the goat I think he's played one AFL game he scored negative three negative or two like yeah <laughs> so he had one disposal and, and one uh, or two freeze against yeah, I can was, only uh, assume he's he's in the team for his um his good performance on the piss or something but yeah, it's, it's his not good looks his, it's I not, think obviously <laughs> it's certainly not his fantasy performance but Samson you're in the team get apparently he was doing alright last year in the twos I don't know but yeah Samson Ryan is in the boys I, I, like I said right I think that we might have a floating donut in our R3 position this year so it may um, as well be Samson so Samson Ryan he's got that rough forward uh Positional flexible, which which is like to, to take uh, piss takes aside, like yeah. that's actually a very valuable thing. If you, if you want to be creative, if you've got a Darcy Cameron that you maybe want to move to the or forward line or whatever, potentially get yeah yeah. DPP. If you've got you've got some DPPs thrown around, you've got yeah. the utility position there, you can use him. So uh, look, piss takes aside, he actually could be uh, a legitimate candidate for my R three position. I think it should just be compulsory. We both have to start with him at R three. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, F1, I think we've mentioned him already. Pretty obvious pick, um, close to a must-have uh, in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. I have Josh Dunkley in there, 51% owned, uh, more than that, 51.5% owned. Uh, I think he is a captain option uh, most weeks, especially if we see him obviously playing those high CBAs in the preseason. Yeah. But he's, uh, I think, fairly comfortably the number one forward this year. Yeah, look, Mitch, I actually didn't, didn't have him in the team up until um, maybe 24 hours ago. Um, but then I thought to myself, I thought, he's so expensive. But then I asked, do I think he's going to get cheaper? That's the and, thing, yeah. <laughs> and the answer for him is probably not. He's, he's going, one of those guys that if you take him on, it, it, it might just be a game of catch-up all season. Oh, he could and, end and up... you're chasing your tail and uh, yeah, it could really hurt you. He's that close to a million dollars. And, and to, to say that I think that he might not get cheaper is, is insane. Um, but that could, that could really derail your season. If, could. if everyone picks him... And you're waiting for him to go down, and it never happens. You may as well you throw done. away that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I kind of got to that point, and I just said, "Yep, come and train with the boys." At the I think Ox- I think that's kind of the same. Like we talked about Tom Mitchell. Now, Tom Mitchell is obviously a bit cheaper, so I think it's more applicable there. But Josh Dunkley, like you sort of said, he has those ceiling capabilities. Mm. Yep. He's I don't see him getting a tag early in the season. And so we all we all anticipate he plays more midfield time now. That's right. So that's um, just crazy. Yeah. So I think I think for most people, it's the easiest thing is to select him. Now, again, I don't like using the must-have. Uh, words uh, a lot especially in January but to me he's pretty close to it Um, I I do see him as a captain option um, and so one of the he has the potential to be the number one scorer in AFL fantasy full stop not just the forward line he could um, he could average the highest out of any player so I think you know price at 108 or 109 I think he is there's still upside and uh, as a captain option I think that that's fine definitely you're um 
Love child Dylan Moore would have been a little disappointed that he wasn't in there at F1. Well, we're pricing things at price, but, you know, if, if it was my love, you know, he'd be there. He'd be there. I'm uh, guessing he's coming up. He, he will make an appearance. Okay. I'll, I'll give that tease. Okay. He's not next, though. I right. have Tim Taranto at F2. Uh, got to get a Tiger in there somehow. Well, actually, I don't. I, I've gone a lot of seasons without having any Tigers yeah. in my team. But it, it, Tim Taranto, I think, is a genuine uh, good option. I think he... I've got him as my F2 on projected averages. I think he goes 105 plus. Um, I think that's enough to be the second best forward. Um, I'm pretty confident in his role. He's young enough that I'm not worried about injuries or anything like that. I'm not super concerned about the Richmond game style. Maybe it's not 112, 113 like he's done in the past, but I still think it's 105 to 110. Yeah, he's my F2 as well. Um, so our forward lines look like they might pan out pretty similar. But um, yeah, it's it's nice to be able to select a Tiger with a little bit of confidence, isn't it? Yeah, it does feel good. It does feel good. It doesn't feel like I'm forcing it in there. Hmm. So yeah, I think that's fine. Next guy here, he is my love child, Dylan Moore. Um, again... I'm just really, if this guy is playing midfield in the preseason, he is such an easy selection for me because um, I just, I just see, I see the ability for him to go really big. I think that he is a player that um, from an AFL point of view is, is really good at what he does. I, we talk about the Hawthorne midfield mix and obviously you've got players like Tom Mitchell going, Yago Mira going. I guess the consensus out there in the community is that, oh, they're just going to go so young. You're going to get Ward. You're going to get a McDonald, McDonald in there. You're going to get um, Jai Newcomb in there. But like they're all 20 or, or younger. Um, and, and I think for the most part, you don't often see AFL teams do that. There's, there's at least one or two guys in there that uh, you know, is the, maybe the veteran presence, maybe the bigger body that could take a bit of that punishment for the entire season. So I still think that Dylan Moore is young enough, like I said, young enough to be a future piece for them, but old enough that this season he's going to be a mainstay in that team whilst those kids still are developing. Um, so I think he can get that 50 to 60% CBA, which I think is all he needs to go 103 plus. Yeah, I'd agree with that um, in terms of like the tactical side of things. It does somewhat depend on what Hawthorne's trying to get out of this season, and, and it's hard to know that without being inside the four walls um, but I kind of subscribe to that theory as well that um, even if you're blooding young midfielders you kind of want some big bodies I mean in he's 22 like he's a oh, young I mean, midfielder yeah, himself yeah, when you, know? yeah like, when you put it like that it, he is and and I if I was at Hawthorne I'd see him as being a crucial part to our next premiership I tour, absolutely so. would yeah um, now interestingly I've got him at D3 at D3 at um, F3 as well yep. however I've actually got enough money in the bank to turn him into Cornelio okay. if I wanted to so I, I'd kind of like to throw that out to yeah. the people at home um, is that a no-brainer for some people if you had enough money to turn more into Cornelio and you had that money in the bank would you just do that or do you see more upside in more um, I'm kind of Mm. I'm so like, on, like I'm say, say you, you've got that money left over. Like, I guess the question is, who averages more, Dylan Moore or Cornelio? And I think, like, initially, my my first answer is Cornelio. Um, the other question on my mind is, can I go and spend that money elsewhere? That's but where I'd probably be thinking personally. So, yeah, um, look, I'm not sure, but I would love to hear what people at home have to say. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're probably very very close for me. I think. Yep. Personally, I think they're pretty similar. So you know, you might feel a bit more confident with with Cornelio. But like I said, because. I think you can maybe use that cash elsewhere, but that's just me and my love for, for Dylan Moore. It's well documented. Uh, F4, I again, this is a position I've changed a lot okay. in the preseason, uh, but at the moment I do have Connor Rosie there. Nearly 42% owned, so he's a very popular player. Um, he, uh, yeah, 780K, so um, I think he's priced at... Uh, 90 or something like that. So I think I can see him going 100 for the season, which gives him maybe 10 points of upside. Uh, I think that 
Again, though, there's a few other options I've played around with. Zach Butters, I've, I've played around with going a yeah. couple of mid-prices or a couple of rookies in my forward line. Very structured dependent between this position and my defensive line. Um, I've, I've mixed around a lot here. Uh, I, I like kind of my midfield structure at this point, but yeah, this F4 position and sort of my, my D2, 3, 4 uh, have all been in flux a lot in terms of how I structure my team up. But at this stage, I've got Connor Rosie there. I like going with those four premium forwards that I think all have upside. You know, these four, I think, are all going to be there and amongst the top 10 forwards at the end of the season. So if you can start with four of them uh, off, off the bat... Uh, you're looking pretty good there. Yeah, and that's been a little bit of a theme through the preseason is that we've got these, um, they're not exactly value forwards, but we've got all of these forwards that are just slightly underpriced that we anticipate will be the top six forwards. So yep. you're kind of in that boat where you're like, why not just select them at the start of the season? Um, and, and I've gone the same with my uh, F4 as well. So I've got Rosie. So yeah, I, I anticipate Rosie. that we'll yep. pretty much have the same four lines from here on in. Yeah, so again, another next one, F5 popular pick. Toby McLean yep, uh, is well. on my squad. Uh, I think that... I, I did used to have Taron Thomas in there. Um, he's still training with the team, but hasn't quite made the cut so far. But Toby McLean, 401000 He's just so cheap. Um, and if he's playing anywhere close to wing up the ground, pushing high half forward, yeah. I think he should clear that pretty comfortably. Definitely. And, and uh, hopefully he's locked into their best side. And then uh, for my F6, I've got the Philippou there that okay. you had in yep. your midfield. So yep. he is 282k uh, rookie uh, for the St. Kilda uh, Saints. Um, just rounds out my, my F6 position. Uh, again, rookies. I, I've heard good things. There's maybe a good chance that he's starting round one. Yeah. Uh, who, who have you got as your F6? I've got um, Titus there, but exactly the same as okay. what you just said. It's, For the it's Suns? A, yeah, it's a rookie. Yeah. Um, it's a rookie in a position. Uh, it could change. Yeah. So. Uh, on the bench, I've got Luke Pedler as a guy there. And uh, is it Josh Sin? Yeah, I've the, got Josh, yeah, Josh, Josh Sin. And I've got um, Harry Sheasel from the Roos, who okay. um, is an expensive rookie there, rounding out my forward line. Who have you got as your utility? Uh, for my utility, I have... Let me just double-check. Oh, yeah, I have uh, James Titus there as well. So, okay. again, another 200K uh, mid-forward sort of a guy. I... For what it's worth, I like having sort of dual position players in that utility just so that I have the flexibility to to move them around if I want to maybe do a loophole here and there. Um, It it gives me a bit of flexibility, but again, kind of a placeholder at this stage. Uh, So uh, of the guys on my bench, I've got three guys who are not sort of basement price. They're not super expensive in Husswaite, Josh Sin and Pedler, but... Again, if opportunity does present itself for more base and price guys to show their show their hands up, um, you know, there's potential for me to make a little bit of money there and sort of maybe just tweak things here and there. But uh, yeah, that's how sort of the squad is looking. So, um, so I guess the main difference between our sides there, obviously, pretty similar, but I think a few. Different structural things. You're batting a bit deeper in the defence. I'm batting a little bit deeper in the uh, midfield. Yep. Our rucks and forwards are exactly the same, except for that last F6 spot. Yep. Um, so, yeah, is there, just to round things up, is there players that you wish you could have fit in um, in, in your squad there that you just couldn't find the cash? Yeah, or? Uh, like LDU is one that I seriously considered after you... Um Spoke about him on a previous pod. I, I definitely looked at him a couple of times. Um, and then the the other thing that I wasn't um, completely sold on was was in my back line with Young uh, and Dacos. Yep. They're, they're, for me, that is a little bit of a risky situation. Let's say both of them just kind of come out and play seasons like they did last year. They do leave themselves in no man's land. Yep. Um, so, look, I... 
as you know, I'm very bullish on Dacos, and I think a lot of people are based on his ownership percentage. Um, but to have both Young and Dacos, it kind of doubles yeah. that risk of, yeah. of that happening. Sort and of putting that, all your cards in sort of those yeah, two boys and there. and that's it. If that were to happen, then you'd have to go and, and find some cash somewhere else to, to go and upgrade, or yeah. um, you'd have to go right down, so it could leave you in a bit of a tricky spot there. How much cash do you say you had left over? I've only got 67k, but it would be enough to turn more yeah. into... Canelio. I've got, I've got one. One, <laughs> well, one thousand. So there's been a couple of um, iterations that I've played with that have ended up on zero. Yeah. And, and part of me says, "Is that a sign?" Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have that feeling yeah. whenever that happens. <laughs> like, oh, we've nailed it. That's yeah. It. yeah That's this, the this one. Must be it. Yeah. So um, I don't know. So one thousand again. Uh, I, I don't necessarily try to do that. I, I sort of just want to be the best that I can. But yeah. uh, I do often try to spend as much cash as yeah. I can but if, if you've got a team that you're really happy with and you have 60k left in the bank I don't think that's the worst thing because round one you've got a bit of flexibility in, in your trades but yeah. um, I, I do personally just try to get as best of a team that I can out there and often that means that I'm spending a little bit more cash so yeah that'll that'll do it for our teams there that'll any final it. words for the Mike Oxlongs <laughs> no, I, I love the pause, yeah, the yeah, pause. I, I can't believe you made me reveal the team <laughs> terrible terrible uh, no nothing from me uh, it was really exciting to do the team reveals I think uh, some people on Twitter have been putting their teams yeah, out there yeah, seen a lot out there. having a bit of a squiz as well so it's a fun time of year lot, lots of speculation and um yeah, if, if uh, you've got a team and you, you want yeah. to reveal let it us Twitter Let us or... know what your, your thoughts are on both our teams. Uh, yeah. Do you think that we're you know doing all right to start the year? If you think there's a few players you vehemently disagree with. Um, and <laughs> uh, vocab, Mitch. And uh, if, if there's anyone that you've sort of... We've talked you into sort of picking. I know I've, I've talked a few people into Bailey Smith so far. Hopefully that's not going to come back and bite me. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, let us know what you guys think. If you're watching along on YouTube, make sure you guys are subscribed. Big, uh, big likes up on the video there. If you're listening along on Apple Podcasts, We've been getting a lot of nice comments on YouTube. If you want to really support the show, just go and drop those comments also onto the Apple Podcast uh, rating and review. That would be really much appreciated. We're talking a couple of points of difference, both on the high ownership, who you can maybe go against, and also on the low ownership. That might be uh, a good way to set up your season from the very start. Uh, So stay tuned for those podcasts later this week. And uh, again, we'll uh, see you guys next time. Happy uh, fantasy teams. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.